For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope the day's starting off okay for you. We've got a lot going on today, a lot to discuss. We'll do that with you at 508-996-0500. Or via app chat on the WBSM app. Coming up at 11 a.m., we'll be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell for Midweek with the Mayor. Uh, He joins us every Wednesday. City Council President Linda Morad joins us every Friday, and she brings on a different counselor with her each week. And uh, and this week it'll be uh, Counselor-at-Large Naomi Carney that'll be joining her. And actually this Friday, uh, they'll, they'll be on the phone, but I will be broadcasting live from duke's bakery in fall river so on friday if you are out and about and you're looking to have a delicious gluten-free snack or some breakfast come on by duke's i'll be there for the entire show from nine to noon and i hope to see you there it's one of my favorite places really they they just they do a fantastic job over there and i know a lot of you out there are thinking oh you know i'm gluten-free i don't have a problem with gluten i can have it i i, I don't need to go gluten-free Go over there and try it because two things. One, it doesn't hurt you to eat something gluten-free, even if you don't need to be gluten-free. And two, everything is delicious. Everything over there, I've never had anything. I've tried a lot of things over at Duke's. I've never tried anything that I didn't say, wow, that tastes exactly like it would have if it was the gluten version. And, uh, you know, there was a time when I had a, a, a family member who they thought gluten might be an issue, and they asked this person to try going gluten-free for a little while. And I tried the gluten-free products that they were buying at the store or making at home. And when I would try them, I'd be like, oh, I can't do it. No, no, this this, this just isn't the same. But at Duke's, you would not know the difference. If I gave you... The gluten version and the Duke's gluten-free version of, of, a, of an item, you would pick the Duke's version every single time because on top of being gluten-free, it's just delicious as well. So looking forward to being there on Friday. Hopefully some of you will come on by and say hi. It's a great place to sit and have a cup of coffee too because you can look out over the Taunton River and get a nice, beautiful view there. Very peaceful, very relaxing, very welcoming. Uh, and if it's a nice day, I haven't seen what the weather is for Friday. But they have, uh, you know, benches and tables and stuff outside. I don't know if the tables are out there, but they have places where you can sit outside in that little area. There's like a little, um, 
I don't know what you would call it, but like a little alcove in the behind the building that you can sit and relax and, and look out over the river. So anyway, that'll be happening on Friday. Today, we've got a lot to discuss. If you missed last night's edition of South Coast Tonight, Marcus had on New Bedford City Councilor at Large, Ian Abreu, to talk about the issue with police staffing. And we've been discussing this all week. The New Bedford Police Union has decided to take to social media to alert the citizenry of when they are experiencing reduced staffing levels. They are being vocal about the fact that they feel that the leadership of the police, that being police chief uh, Paul Oliveira, that um, they don't feel, and, and, and I guess we'll have to put the Mitchell administration into this as well, that they don't feel that they have a plan in place for making up for these staffing difference, uh, these staffing shortages. So they don't have the officers to put out there on the street. And as a result, the officers they do have are having to work more or they're having to cut patrol in certain areas and cut um, personnel for certain special units. So the basically the, the police union is telling the citizens you're going to get decreased police response and, and police work as a result of this. And that what they find concerning is that the administration doesn't seem, and the leadership of the police department doesn't seem to be taking them seriously when they want to know what this what the solution is. Now, uh, Chief Oliveira talked with Barry for an article that Barry had yesterday, where he said, "No, I, I totally hear what they're saying." And uh, you know, it seemed like they were going to try to open the door to more communication for this. But again, I I reiterate too. I do believe the police officers and the, the police union when they post that they are concerned about the staffing issues and how that can affect police services and affect the officers involved. But also, it's been 18 months without a contract, too. So how much of this is some negotiation tactic as well to say, you know, we've got this shortage going on. You should really appreciate the officers that you have. And if we start rallying public support for the officers that you do have, it's going to make it harder for you to prolong these negotiations. So, I mean, I'd like to think on the surface that that's not the main motivation, but you've got to take it into account. You've got to consider the possibility. So last night, uh, Councilor Abreu was on with Marcus, and they discussed uh, a variety of issues with this. And one of the things that Councillor Abreu said is that he would support, I guess, uh, what's the word, probably a, a moratorium for now, on the residency requirement for new officers coming into New Bedford. As of right now, if you want to become a police officer in the city of New Bedford, you have to agree to live in the city for the first 10 years of your career. So you have to live in the city for a decade. And the idea behind that, obviously, is you want officers to be citizens of the city that they serve and to have a vested interest. And, and, and on the surface, I, I've never been a fan of resident residency requirements for any position. And I think that's, I think it's borderline unconstitutional. But I've never 
been supportive of them, and I think they should get rid of them, especially now where we're having hiring crises in different departments and for different positions. I think having that, um, having the residency restriction, and, and it's not, to be fair, it's not a restriction. I f- for the police, you have to live here. I believe that that's a, a must. But for these management positions that they're trying to fill now, you lose 10% of your salary if you don't live in the city. And you can say to yourself, well, big deal if I'm making, you know, 75 grand a year and I've got to cough up $7,500 of my pay because I want to stay in the house that I bought 10 years ago in Mattapoisett to take the job. I'll just cough up the $7,500 and take the job. Well, the problem is the salaries aren't competitive with other places. So you really, it's not, it's not like you're saying, well, I'm going to the city. And the city's going to obviously pay me so much more, so I, it's negligible to have to give up that $7,500. No, like you're getting underpaid compared to where you could be paid other places, and on top of that, having to cough up 10%. So that's why I think that that's ridiculous in those positions. But I think you at this point, you do have to support the idea of suspending that requirement for the police until you can get good police officers or any really until you can get people coming in and filling out the force it doesn't just have to be you know rank and file officers because they have other positions too that they're trying to fill so i think that that's a smart move i don't know how much that's going to go over with the rest of the city council there were there were people calling in last night you know because the 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 information that's been put out there is that you know the police officers basically make 20 bucks an hour and change new police officers that are coming to the city are coming into the city risking their lives and going into dangerous situations for the same amount of money that Dunkin Donuts is hiring new employees at you see those signs outside of these places that are desperate to hire paying up to $20 an hour now come on you and I both know they're not really paying up to $20 an hour most of the people they're hiring, they're hiring at minimum wage, but there's probably a few that come in that have the experience or, or that they're or on the management path, but they come in and they start them at $20 an hour. So fast food employees, and, and this is not to disparage them at all. This is just what, what the current job market is, is paying. And I think uh, the average person that, um, you know, makes burgers at McDonald's would tell you, yeah, a police officer should get paid more than I do. <laughs> I'm just back here making food. I think also that if that's the case, a lot of people looking at that profession are saying, why would I get into that profession if I can make that same money doing something far less dangerous and stressful? Oh, and I also don't have to go move to New Bedford for 10 years either. I can stay in the house that I've already bought or in the town that I already have roots in. So, But a lot of people were calling in saying, well, that's the problem is the $20 an hour is what's keeping people out. And I agree that that is part of it, except for the fact that that is something that has to be negotiated with the union. So that has to be part of the collective bargaining process. And there were people that were calling up saying, you know, oh, you know, the city's shortchanging the officers. And well, no, the, the union agreed to those to that rate when they signed the last contract. So you can't 
blame the city for what the officers are making right now. You can't blame them because the union accepted those terms. They voted to accept those terms. The world is just different from the time that they signed that contract. The world has been different since the time the contract expired. And I have to, you know, really kind of look back and do the math in my head, but I, I don't know if 18 months ago we were paying what should be entry-level minimum wage positions $20 an hour. I'd say it's probably something we've seen like within the last 12 months or so. But so that's something that's going to be brought up in the, in the negotiation process. That will, that will, for lack of a better term, that will take care of itself. Because that will have to be something that is negotiated. But what they can do is they can say, we're going to pull back on that 10-year residency requirement. You know, that was, uh, that was a big point of contention for a lot of people under Chief Joe Cordero, that every time there was something coming up with the police and people would say, oh, the chief doesn't even live in New Bedford. He lives in Dartmouth. Okay, but so do a lot of other police officers who have been there for more than 10 years because after 10 years, they can live somewhere else. And if you are a rank-and-file officer for 10 years, maybe after 10 years you say to yourself, I think I'm, gonna go, I think I'm ready to buy a home. And then you have the freedom to buy it where you want to buy it. So just be aware that, you know, it's it's got to go both ways. If you are willing to say, let's let's have them waive that 10-year requirement for new officers in order to get people to apply, then you also have to understand that that's going to happen. You're going to have officers that don't live in the city. I don't see a big negative to that. You know, I, I don't think you... It's not like you're getting somebody from, um, you know, the Midwest coming here and working and, and, and having no understanding of what New Bedford is like and, and what its citizenry is like. Anybody in the surrounding towns is familiar with New Bedford and is familiar with, you know, the different types of neighborhoods and all the different types of people that live here and how, um, you know, how the community works as a whole and how the community works in its individual segments as well. So I think that, you know, you're getting somebody and, and really, a lot of the people that say, I think I want to go be a police officer in the city of New Bedford, but I live in Lakeville, they're probably people that grew up in New Bedford and then just moved. You know, we have a caller who says that, you know, I would, I would love to serve the city as a, as a, fire, as a uh, firefighter or as a police officer, but, you know, I live in Fairhaven now, but I grew up in the city and I want to give back to the city that I'm from. So I think getting rid of these requirements would uh, help bring in a lot of people who are of that same mindset. And maybe there's some people who, you know, look at that requirement as the only barrier. Maybe that is the one thing that's keeping them from applying. So, it, it, but it really, if you're down, what, like 47 officers from... Something like that. I think that's the number Councillor Abreu said last night from what was budgeted. They budgeted for a certain number for the fiscal year, but the department has, I think, 47 less officers than what was budgeted for through retirements and through people leaving to go to other towns. So if you need to make up 47, say that's the number, and getting rid of that residency requirement gets you seven or eight, 
that's still seven or eight more that you had. And that's still seven or eight more officers that are able to be out there on the street doing the job. So it's, 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 you're in a position now where you don't have the position of power. You don't have the, uh, the upper hand. You don't have the catbird seat to be able to say, well, we can put these residency requirements on people because we want to have them live and work in our community and spend the money that we're paying them in our community. Like, those are all fine things to want to try to have put into place. I mean, I, I don't agree with it overall, but I understand the mindset behind it. When you have a line of people applying for those jobs, when nobody's applying for those jobs, you can't have unnecessary restrictions. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in on that or whatever else is on your mind, you can also hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. That's the way you can always send us, basically you're texting us in the studio. So uh, you can do that by just opening up the WBSM app, hitting the app chat button, and sending your message on over, and we can either reply back to you via text message or more likely read it on the air. Let's take our first break. When we come back on the other side, more with you. 1420 WBSM. the money's going to talk enough for New Bedford police officers to be able to get, you know, chauffeured cars and champagne and all the other things that ACDC is singing about in that song. Uh, but anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, hi, Tim. Good morning to you. To you as well. I'm listening to the conversation about the police, and some things I agree with you and some things I don't. Okay. First of all, the police department itself... We should have enough police officers out there to perform all the duties that we need them to do. Money-wise, if it's $20 an hour, that seems kind of low to have a young man come on the police department and work for the police department. What I am against is not living in a city. I think with a city of over 90,000 people, we have enough people who wouldn't mind and would like to be a police officer. But our taxes go up constantly every year. Those taxes go to pay for the police and their benefits. Why should they get the money from the city but pay but move to darkness and help darkness pay for their police department and for their benefits? That I think is wrong. If you want to live in New Bedford, uh, work in New Bedford, I'm sorry, you should live in New Bedford. You also made a comment like someone in Lakeville who wants to give back to the city. No, they want to work here, make the money here, but still pay taxes in Lakeville to pay for their services. What uh, do you think? Well, true, but I mean, I don't think that everybody, you know, necessarily lives outside of the city um, 
on their, you know, f- from their by their own volition. You know, I think I think sometimes you might have people like say you have somebody that lives in Fairhaven who wants to be a New Bedford resident but couldn't find a place to be able to live in, so they they move to Fairhaven. I mean, I think that you you have some some instances like that. I think a, a better way of handling it would be instead of saying you have to live in the city, why not give them you know a ten percent bump in pay if they do live in the city to kind of well, encourage well, city residents. Well, like I say, but I really believe, I mean, the city is big enough. There's, a, there's really enough housing. If, you, if, the, if it's the profession you want, you know, you go up, you say, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a police officer in New Bedford. So you want to work here for 10 years, like I say, but you're going to move, say, to Fairhaven. So the money that you're making here is going to go there. I'm paying for you to pay taxes in another town. And I think that's foolish. Our taxes are going up constantly. If you want to raise, and I agree, when your contract comes up, cost of living goes up, you deserve a raise. I, I believe you deserve good benefits for what you do for us. But I think you should help pay for that. You know what I'm saying? I do. But a couple of things that I would I would wonder is how many of the officers in their first 10 years are buying buying a home? You know, so are, if if you're just a renter, I mean, I guess in a roundabout way, you are paying taxes to Dartmouth because you're paying them to your landlord and all that. But if, if you're just a renter, it's not as, as egregious as if you're, you know, buying the home there. And in 10 years anyway, when that residency is up and they are going to buy a home, they can buy a home wherever they want. So it doesn't really help in that regard. And two, I think your argument is good if you have a line of people that are willing to come in and fill those jobs. But if you can't fill those jobs maintaining that that residency requirement i think is just an unnecessary restriction to being able to find candidates yeah but like i'm saying to you with a population of new bedford we're not a small town with twenty thousand people in we've almost got a hundred thousand people what is it ninety some one thousand i think it's a i think it's 101 now oh is it okay even better 101 people you don't think we have enough people who are willing are from New Bedford, willing to stay in New Bedford to be on these jobs? No, because where are they? If they're here, they haven't been applying. They're, they have a shortage. How do we know they're not applying? Because the police came in here and told me they're not getting enough applications for people applying. They're Who's they, telling you that? The police union? No, uh, Lieutenant Carolla came in here to speak about the uh, civil service exam to encourage people to take the civil service exam because they don't have enough people that are doing so and, and saying that they want to come in and be a New Bedford police officer. Yeah, but as a lieutenant, is he actually working file or do they consider him part of management? Uh, I know Lieutenant Carolla, and I think if he's coming in and he's telling me that, he's, he's telling me that I take, I take him at face value for that. I don't think okay. it's I don't well, I don't think it's a um I don't think it's a no. uh, excuse. No, I'm not. I'm and I'm believe me, I'm not trying to knock them in. I just wanted to get my point across. You know, as a senior citizen, my, man, my taxes are going up constantly, and I want help with people who's going up work for. The, and, and I don't mean just the police department. I think it should be for the fire department, city workers, everything. If you want to get a pension out of my taxes, help me pay for it. So when it's time for your contract and you come before us and you say, oh, we're not getting enough money, we want more money. Well, your taxes should help pay for that money too. That's all I have to say to you. Sure, no, I understand. But are you fine with them after 10 years with them going and buying a home somewhere else and and now they're going to spend 20 years of earning that, that pension living and paying taxes in another town? 
Personally, no. Personally, I think if your career choice, it's your career choice. Your career choice is to, to work in a city of Bethany. And most people work for like at least 20 years before you get a pension. Right? Mm-hmm. At, least, at least make it 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying That's up the specific. residency requirement. Exactly. I, I like to see it permanent that you have to... It, well, yeah, when you're retired, then it's up to you. But as long as you're, you're, when you're, on the job. you're still working, help me pay for your raise. Help me pay for your benefits that you want, every contract, any whatever it comes I, I, I understand the point. I think that might be a tough sell for people, but I, I definitely get your point. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good day. I, I think that if you polled people who were out looking for any job, it doesn't matter, you know, let's just say any job at all. And if you said to that person, we're going to give you this job that you want, the job that you're coming here and applying for, but as part of getting that job, you have to agree to live in this town for the next 30, 40 years that you plan on being employed at that job. I don't know how long people. So if you get a job in your 20s and you're going to retire at 67, um, and, and granted, police officers usually can retire and fi- firefighters usually retire earlier than that. But let's just say you're planning on working the average working life. So you're going from, say, 24 when you're out of college and, um, you know, ready to actually start in your career to 67. So you're going to spend 40 years in a job. And if you said to those people, we want you to live in this community for 40 years, unless it's someplace that you, you know, really have roots in and grew up in and, and it's the town that your whole family is from, I think it would be hard to get people to agree to that just because you never know what life circumstances are going to be. I mean, if I'm 20 years old, 24, 25 years old applying for a job and I'm not married, but then I eventually get married to somebody who is a doctor at Toby Hospital. And it's better for us to live in Wareham because it's closer for her to get to the hospital for an emergency call. But now I'm required to work at this job for 30 years living in, in New Bedford. You know, I think you cause a lot of life issues for people. So I, 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 I don't know. That might be an extreme situation. It might not be, you know, it might be perfectly fine for most people. But I feel, I, I feel like these, this is just me talking. I feel that these um, residency requirements are borderline unconstitutional. I say borderline because obviously it's the person's choice if they want to accept the job or not. You're not forcing them into it. Um, the same way I would say, you know, when people were like, well, what about the vaccine requirements? I would have said, Yes, borderline unconstitutional. But I say the same thing. It's the person's choice if they want that job or not. So it's funny, the phone rang and then it held up. It's like the person was like, well, I'm going to call about on the vaccine requirements if that's what he's saying. No, but see, I preempted that. I think they have every right to ask you to, to, to be a resident. But to require it, I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. I think, but I would be all for if there was a a salary bonus for living in the city. You know, if the job paid, you know, we're throwing around the twenty dollar an hour number. But if you said to somebody, "But if you live in the city, we'll pay you twenty five dollars an hour," 
I'd be all for that. Because the base, you're still paying the person the same amount of money as any other person that applies for the job. So you're not, you're not going to pay somebody less. You're just giving them a bonus for living in the city, which essentially, if somebody gets paid $20 an hour in their job, I guarantee you $5 an hour <laughs> makes its way back into the city coffers somehow or another over time. Or at least a good portion of that $5. So I think that that would be a a better way to handle it. But th- this is all, you know, discussion that should be happening when there is no hiring crisis. When there are plenty of people applying to be police officers or any other position in New Bedford. Right now, when you have vacancies that need to be filled and you can't get the people to come in and fill the vacancies, we shouldn't be putting unnecessary restrictions or income penalties or any of these kind of things in these positions while you can't fill them. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm the guy that is from Fairhaven and <clears throat> wants to try to go join the city. But um, to clarify, listen, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I grew up in New Bedford my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 years old, I joined the Army, and I moved to New York. Where I met my wife, and uh, well, I didn't meet my wife. But my wife's from from Fairhaven, and um, she had ties in Fairhaven, so that's why we moved back. Once I my my contract ended with the army, I ended up moving back, uh, and we bought a house in Fairhaven. But I grew up all my life in Fairhaven. Oh, I'm sorry, New Bedford, and I decided that you know I wanted my kids to grow up in Fairhaven because it's a nice town. You know what I mean? I'm not saying New Bedford's not a nice city. Um, I love New Bedford personally, but it's like. Uh, you know, I just wanted to, to clarify. I mean, I, it's like I, I, I spent, you know, 18 years of my life in New Bedford. And, you know, I'm with you on the, the whole residency thing. I think that they should postpone it at least until they can fully staff the, the, the police department, buy an apartment, et cetera, you know. Right. Get up to the um, get up to the budgeted amount and then or or select maybe like a two year period to try and find people, you know, put a pause on it for that amount of time. And then when that time is up, reinstitute it. Yeah, I mean, you know. Not for nothing, I mean, I hope you don't take offense to this, but, I mean, I, a lot of the stuff I don't agree with you on, but it's like, you know, I'm, 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 just, I'm just glad, I, you know, I, I found something I actually agree, <laughs> agree with you on. <laughs> it's like, um, I, I think it's a great idea to, to, to you know, give, give the people who actually live in New Bedford, you know, like, uh, you know, a, a raise. Give the people, you know, give them a raise. Uh, you know, and the people that don't live in Fairhaven or uh, New Bedford that live, you know, in the surrounding towns, you know, make them make them pay that ten percent, you know, out of their salary if they want to work for the city. You know what I mean? But at least you're 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 drawing people from the surrounding towns into the city to work for the the civil service. You know, it's 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 a tough situation, but I mean that's that that seems like a smart, you know, logical uh, idea, you know, to bring up. Um, also, while I got you on the phone. Um, I just want to let, you know, I know I know we don't usually go after callers and everything else and this and that, but it's like um, yesterday I had that, that parking ticket incident, you know, mm-hmm. and I had sparked up a few callers on your show. And Shawneen kind of, she, she kind of like, uh, you know, took me by surprise. I'm not a, you know, I, I noticed she said, you know, oh, you know, he's, this guy's lazy, he probably didn't want to walk and blah, 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 blah. Listen, I'm a disabled veteran. I don't, I, you know, if, and, and what I'm saying is, is I, I don't, you know, I'm not disabled where I can't walk. Um, 
But at the same time, you know, you had another caller calling in talking about, you know, handicapped people and everything else. Listen, it was a bumper. My bumper was over the line or over the, the, the stop the stop sign or whatever, the, the sign that says no parking on this side or whatever. It was over that sign by like a bumper's length. You know, right. So I mean, that that was that and, was that. I wanted to clarify. Well, hold, things, and hold, no. hold on, because let's let's not also forget the fact that she pointed out that the same thing happened to her, and they let her ticket go. So exactly, <laughs> she really doesn't have a, uh, yeah. an argument yeah, there no, if I she don't. if she got away with the same yeah. thing. I was laughing though when I said, "Oh, I told told my wife." I said, "Oh, look out, man! Here we here we go. Here's all the callers calling <laughs> and saying that I'm lazy and this and that." I said, "Oh my God, they don't no, even know." No, and that's that's I don't consider that to be attacking another caller. That's that, that's just clarifying a point and uh, and 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 continuing on the discussion. So, yeah, uh, yeah, all right, right. That's all I got to say. Thanks for the call. You have Thanks a good so. day. And yeah, you know. The, the problem is, you know, Chuck would call up, uh, rest in peace, Chuck. Chuck would call up, and then everybody would call up and be like, that moron, Chuck. You know, like, that's that's what I don't want to have. But if you want to counteract, uh, counterbalance a point that another caller made, that's that's totally fine. It's just when you attack somebody and they're not on the line to be able to defend themselves that, um, that we have an issue. But certainly, you know, points that callers make, if you want to rebut those points, those are those are totally allowed. 508-996-0500. I do have to take another break. We'll be back in a few moments. After the big gun. If you're hungry right now, like I am, I'm I'm really hungry. I, I normally don't get hungry in the morning, but I didn't really eat dinner last night, so I'm starving. And all I can think about is a delicious breakfast from just another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth. And if you are in the same position, well, see, you can just go on down to just another Phoenix. I'm, I'm going to be here hosting the show for a couple more hours, but you can hop in the car and head right over to just another Phoenix and try some of their delicious specials. Or you can get all of your breakfast favorites. They have it all there. I would recommend starting off with one of their amazing cheese rolls and then picking something from the menu that catches your fancy, something that you have never tried before. Give it a go. They do so many different things with French toasts, waffles, pancakes, omelets, combinations that you couldn't even dream of. They come up with it, and you know what? It always works. So head on over there and give them a try. But, of course, if, you know, some people don't like to waver from their standard fare. Some people want to have bacon and eggs when they go out. Some people want to have their ham and cheese omelet. Whatever it might be, they can do that for you as well. You can sit right at the counter and you can watch the cook prepare it all while you're talking with him and everybody else that's sitting at the counter. Or get yourself a table or a booth or bring somebody with you and have a nice morning out and a delicious breakfast at the same time. They are always looking out for you, doing things like keeping their breakfast affordable. Even as prices are raising on everything, uh, two people can go out and have breakfast for under $25. That never happens anywhere anymore. And, of course, on Tuesdays, we've been telling you, seniors get free coffee with their meal. So whether you want to stay in the restaurant and hang out with everybody there for a little while, or if you want to just grab your breakfast to go through the drive-up window, they offer the entire menu right through the drive-thru. You can get, I mean, where else can you get 
an omelet and home fries through a drive through window. Nowhere else but just another Phoenix on Fawn's Corner Road in Dartmouth. Check them out. I guarantee you, you will always find something on the menu that you will love. Uh, I do have to take a break again in a moment because we have uh, another break here in the hour. But I want to just read you a couple of quick app chat messages. Johnny in New Bedford says the police union did not agree to the last contract. It was decided through arbitration. So, okay, a correction to what I said before there. And uh, T-Biz in New Bedford says... So what happens if the New Bedford residency rule goes away but returns in, say, two years? Does that cause issues and animosity later on as you're going to have two years of recruits that didn't have to adhere to the rule surrounded by those that did? Um, I think that if you stay from the beginning, this is just my opinion, if you say from the beginning that we are putting a moratorium on this residency rule because we need to fill these positions, and if you clearly define when that rule is up, if you clearly define that, say, when we fill these 47 missing positions or, you know, when we get to 40 or 50 new hires because that's the number we're putting on it or we say two years uh, so that we can get those recruits. If you clearly define that at the beginning, I think it's hard for there to be animosity after the fact because it was clearly defined and it was an extreme situation as to why it was required. That doesn't mean there won't be some issues that pop up, but I think overall I don't think it'll be a, a major problem going forward. I think the problem would be if you if you put it into place and then you just arbitrarily decide at some point when to uh, if you I'm sorry, if you put a pause on it and then you arbitrarily decide to put it back into place without any real rhyme or reason or, or pre planning for it, then that would become an issue. And the city has some experience before with putting in residency restrictions on people after they've already had people in roles. They've done it before, so I'm sure they could navigate their way through it again. All right, I got to take a final break of the hour. We'll be back in a moment. If you want to hear every moment, Phil Devitt will have all of your South Coast news following ABC News. But uh, there's an article up in NewBedfordLight.org, some reporting by Anastasia Lennon. South Coast lawmakers call for review of state peer development deal. So there's a group of local legislators uh, who think the public should have had it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.